Hi, I'm Jade Siri Ramos. I am the producer of A Public Affair. Did you know you can find our show anywhere you get podcasts? Just search A Public Affair wherever you like to listen, and you'll never miss an episode. Six foot six above sea level. I grab the mic because I like to take you to another mental level. Low power frequency radio modulation. The big sound from underground. Good afternoon and welcome to A Public Affair. I am your host, Jade Isiri Ramos, filling in for your regular Wednesday host, Carousel Baird, while she enjoys a much deserved break. At the top of the show, I just want to note that today we will be talking broadly about childhood trauma and sexual abuse during the hour. The trauma and abuse that we experience as children can and often does leave lasting impacts on us as adults. That can look like heightened anxiety, experiencing PTSD, depression, and issues regulating emotion, disassociation, and so on and so forth. Today's guest has used doll making as her healing tool, and she'll be showing these dolls and telling her, her story next Thursday at the Goodman Center. We'll talk a little bit about the show in a bit, but first, let me welcome Joy first onto A Public Affair. Hi, Joy. Hi. It's really good to be here. Yeah, I'm uh, really excited to have you. We were talking a little bit before the show about um, yourself, so I know that you are a grandmother and you are a peace activist, um, but what else do we need to know about about you as we get started? Um, I've spent uh, many, many years... Uh, working on my own issues, yeah. trying to heal from my own childhood sexual abuse. And um, I've, um, yeah, I've, I've gotten to a place that feels really good to me, even though it still affects you every day. But I'm, I'm doing, you know, I've, I've gotten to a really good place with that. Yeah. Um, so, Joy, you are... Uh, you're a doll maker, and we're going to get into that um, a little bit more. But I know, you, as you and I were talking before, we want to talk about how um, how prevalent sexual abuse of children is, um, and how how often that leads to lasting impacts that can take years and years and years um, to. I don't. I don't necessarily want to say heal, but to well, like, to, yeah. to really Thank to. To really be able to live your life as your authentic mm. self and instead of being, um, you know, having all of these other issues like you, you really brought that out well at the beginning. Uh, you know, there's about the post-traumatic stress disorder, depression, anxiety, dissociation, self-harm, the list goes on right. and on. And that's what a lot of people live with after childhood sexual abuse. But, um, yeah, in um, it's... Um, you know, you can you can definitely get past that and and live a live a life, live your live your authentic self, and that's what um, I feel like I've done in my life. Yeah, and I wanted to share my story because um, because I think that well, when I when I was first starting in my healing journey, there were other women who shared their story, and it was really inspiring right. me, and it gave me a lot of hope. And actually, so there's. Um, it's hard to get really good statistics about child sexual abuse because a lot of kids don't tell anyone. It's really hidden. People just don't talk about it. But research says that anywhere between one in four and one in 10 girls, one in six or be between one in six and one in 20 boys are sexually abused before the age of 18. So it is a really big problem in our society. And part of it is, is because we don't talk about it. We keep it really hidden. It's something that people are really afraid of. And so we need to just be talking about this and get this out there and um, make people aware. And I think that could bring about a lot of good changes. Yeah, yeah, I I really agree. I think the the secrecy like can also really lend to the the harm that happens in, inside of someone, right? Definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I for me it was a secret. I didn't I even kept it for myself. You know, part of me did dissociate and split off mm -hmm. and my conscious waking self had no recollection of the childhood sexual abuse I went through until I was 37 years old. That's when I had my first conscious memory of oh, it. Wow. But but before that time, you know, I thought I was crazy. I thought there's something really wrong with me. It affected me even though I didn't know what had happened. Yeah, by the time 
by the time you started reckoning with this, I know you, you know you're a mom. Had you had your kids yet at that point? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh huh. I had had all my kids. I've got five children, and I had all of them by then. Wow. Um, I really appreciate you sharing sharing that. Um, and I want to get into how you started started healing from that um, through what we're here to talk about today, which is that you are a doll maker as well. Um, so I, in your, your story a little bit, I know that you started making dolls for your kids. Can you talk about like the first, first doll making that first activity? Um, have you always been a crafter? Well, what did that look like for you? Um, yeah, I've, I've sewed, um, I started sewing actually when I was about nine years old, I, I made my first jumper for me to wear. Oh, nice. <laughs> and when I had children, um, and nieces and nephews, mm-hmm. I made them Raggedy Ann and Raggedy Ann dolls. I made some angel kind of dolls for them and um you know I yeah it was it was fun it was a fun thing to do I really enjoyed it in addition to sewing sewing the clothes that I sewed yeah I um this is bringing back I had a a set that one of my aunts made me that had um there's two two baby dolls and they had like a whole set of clothes and they had a little carrying case um it's really special to have a doll that someone you know was thinking about you as they're making right it's not just like yeah you know someone saw a cute pink doll at the store and they bought it for you this is some someone spent time a a lot of time I'm sure I don't know how much a a doll for a kid takes but a lot of time I'm I assume to to think about oh like they're gonna love playing with this and yeah um, yeah. it's really lovely yeah do you remember um the first time that you were making a doll that felt like you were making it for yourself um well I the first time I made a doll for myself I think was um after I was 37 years old and I started on this healing work and um um I, I I made this is was my first doll mm. I made and um, just to describe her a little bit to the audience um, this is a, a doll of a woman um, she's she's on a wooden stand holding her up and her ar- arms are stretched out like she's got a lot of um, power she's got one leg up in the air like she's you know dancing mm-hmm. um, She's, she's got a full head of hair. Yeah, she's got, um, I used yarn for her hair, and it's a multicolored hair. It's not really realistic-looking hair, but it's just kind of the spirit mm-hmm. of her. And um, the things that I want to say about her is that um, she she doesn't have any clothes on, and um, behind her breast is a, is a very large heart made out of red felt. That was, um, that heart I used... I cut that out of um, uh, out of felt out of my childhood Christmas stocking, wow. and then um, running down her leg is a is a um, our red sequence, and it's like it it's supposed to represent run, um, blood running out mm-hmm. out running down her leg, and from the wounds that she received during the sexual abuse, and. Um, then also over her chest is is a is a whole um whole bunch of green ribbons coming out out of her mouth is that represents healing energy out of her mouth is mostly red coming out but there's a few green strips in there and that represents the anger from mm. what happened to her and um she's the first style that i i made that i feel like you know really um, helped me to sort of get in touch with a lot of feelings that I was having about the childhood sexual abuse. And if I could just um, put just one quick thing in yeah. here. Um, I know that for a lot of people who have been sexually abused, it's easily for them to just get really um, overwhelmed by a lot of feelings in mm-hmm. talking about it or hearing about this. If I could just quickly just give the number yeah, of please the do. Dane County Rape Crisis Center. Um, so if, if any of this feels overwhelming, if at any time, we have a really amazing rape crisis center here in Dane County. Their number is 608-251-7273. That's 608-251-7273. And they've got a 24-7 crisis line that you can call anytime that you feel like you need someone to talk to about 
you know, any anything like anything that's happening today, anything yeah. that happened 30 years ago. So um, in case anybody, you know, feels the need to do that after, you know, hearing some of the things that we're going to be talking about today. So, yeah, so this is my this is my first doll I made. And um, do you remember um, where you were at, like, personally, um, when you started making this doll? You know, I think that I'm I crafting and like working through and and making something can be just such a a really important and powerful way to work through the things that are going on in your um your mind did you just did you have a lot of stuff going on that you said I needed I need to put this out is that what was going on um yeah I I really did I mean so this was it was 19 October 19th 1991 Mm -hmm. when I had my first memory and that was my brother sexually abusing me. Later, I realized my dad had also sexually abused me um, from the time I was a baby all the way through my childhood. Um, but so this was this was probably about the mid nineties that I made her. So I was I was like at the beginning of my journey, yeah. and um, I really was going through a lot when I when I made this doll. I was going through a lot of pain at that time. Yeah, I can't I can't imagine that there was for one your um your brain had done such a good job keeping that memory from you um that to have all that coming back I'm sure you needed needed a place to put it. Yeah, and and you know that's one thing about making the dolls it's um that process like you're talking about that crafting it's you know using your hands mm-hmm. and that and you you really um, use a whole different side of your brain than you usually would be using, and and you know your your whole way of thinking changes, and you're just using your hands and you're manipulating, um, you're manipulating the fabrics, the yarns, you're you're beading, you're you're um, sewing, you're you know, and I like to do a lot of hand sewing when mm-hmm. I make my dolls and. Um, you know, it's just that process of using your hands, you know, the stitching in and out, in and out. It's this methodical, almost meditative um, experience. And, and um, you know, I they say that when, when you have that kind of trauma, it, it really totally rewires your yeah. brain. And I think that, you know, this kind of actions... Mm-hmm. really kind of maybe I, I I guess I've never seen anything documented about that <laughs> but I could imagine that this kind of changes that whole yeah whole thing you know back to, you know um yeah so well I I think again neither of us are accredited neurosurgeons or <laughs> we don't know we don't really know um but I can imagine that you're taking that from a place that was really hidden and had your brain had worked around like, okay, we're going to, wherever this is stored, we're not going to ever touch it mm-hmm. to moving it somewhere um, that you spent, I'm sure, hundreds of hours working on this, this first doll. Yeah, it was, I, I did spend a lot of time working on her and um, it, it really was an expression. And, and for a long time, I just felt like she, I, I called her the wounded one mm. uh, was her name and um, because I saw her so wounded. But lately I've I've kind of changed the way I think about her because of the, you know, the way her arms are stretched straight out and, you know, her leg up in the air and her head tilted back like she's just, yeah, she has power to her. I think I, I feel like all my dolls have just a lot of spiritual power yeah. to them. Yeah. Um, if you are just tuning in and you are hearing us talk about these dolls, um, <laughs> but it's it's hard to you know hear with your or to see with your ears, um, we will be. I, I am talking to Joy first, who will be showing these dolls at the Goodman Center next Thursday, which is um, September seventh, um, from six to eight. Um, if you have any questions for Joy or you want to join this conversation, you can give us a call right now at 608-256-2001 um, if you have any questions or stories um, that you would like to include in this conversation. All right, Joy. Um, 
do we so we're not calling her the wounded one anymore are we still calling her the wounded one but she's I do still call her the wounded yeah. one but I do see her her power and strength she's she was wounded but she's she's still got there you know I I guess that's kind of the thing about it you know you ha- you have these really deep intense wounds but there is still this kind of authentic real part of you this part of you that really knows Mm -hmm. what you need to do um yeah 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 um i have a couple questions before i move on to some of your other dolls um did you were you doing this with your like the people in your life knowing um that you were making her or was it sort of a self-project that was you know just for you to do um, yeah, people in my life knew that I was making her, that I, you know, I, um, yeah, the mid-90s, my, my kids, several of my kids were still at home, mm-hmm. and I, I I made her with, you know, with them knowing what's going on, with my husband knowing what's going on. Yeah. Um, well, I, re- I really like her. I think she's she's beautiful. You didn't talk about, she's got um, glitter, which I, I um really like and I really like her she has like a little headpiece oh. of bells which I really like as well um yeah what we were talking a little bit about your other dolls before I we went on um I would love to move on to this gorgeous um green doll will you tell me a little bit about her yeah um I call her Gaia Mother Earth mm-hmm. and um the way I made her is I, I got a stick out in our woods and um, her body's got a curve to it. Yeah. And that's the curve of the stick. And then she's got all these branches sticking out the top of her head. And those are, that's the way the stick was. Mm-hmm. So um, this doll was totally sewn by hand. And um, I started by just wrapping some batting around the stick, and that's why it's got that shape. I went, I went out at the hips and out at the breasts, and um, but it's basically this batting wrapped around it, and then wrapping fabric around it, and just kind of sewing it by hand. And um, she's got moss wrapped around her body. Um, her face is a. Um, is a gold fabric yeah. that's reflective. And so when you when you look into her face, the face of Gaia Mother Earth, you see yourself yeah. reflected back. And I just I really like that whole idea. I mean that's 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 who we are, you know, if we we can look into nature and we can see ourselves reflected back. Um nature and the earth and the idea of Gaia, Mother Earth, and the moon are um, um, have been really inspiring to me and my healing. I mean, connecting with that is is really has been really really important and big to me in my healing. So that's that's one thing I really like about this doll. And she's um, my husband made me a stand for her out of a birch log, and. Um, She's in that stand, and then there's a little turtle by her. <laughs> and, you know, turtles are um, symbols of transformation mm-hmm. and peace and healing. So, um, and uh, some people look at her and they, they, I think what really sticks out is the, you know, so, she, so it's the body of a, of a woman, yeah. but then there's these sticks that really come out of protrude from the top of her head looking like antlers looking like exactly that's what a lot of people say it looks like it looks like deer antlers coming out and um i just and i've wrapped moss around the the um sticks coming out and i just i just really like that i think that gives her um you know the power to just to that like the trees with the branches Mm -hmm. coming out um to have that in this doll. Do you remember where you were when you um, started making her and when you found that stick that would become Mother Gaia? Um, it, where I was in my healing journey? Yeah, or just where you where you were in general. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so I, I made this doll. Um, we, we live now out south of Mount Horeb in a woods, and so I, this stick came from that woods, and... Um, 
the place we live now, being in the woods mm-hmm. is 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 really conducive to healing for me. And so I really like that. And um, yeah, I, I think that as I progressed, you know, and, and my dolls feel like they become almost like more powerful and more more whole. Um, you know, like this first doll with the, the blood running down her leg, these other dolls are, um, yeah, they don't have that, that um, they're moving past that trauma into yeah. wholeness and yeah yeah absolutely um you we talked a little bit off air but um she also you know she's mother earth and i think the way that you are talking about um nature really healing you almost maternally um i i it just speaks to me also in that way well i yeah um you know i my mother did not protect me she did not take care of me um, I've always kind of had that longing for something like that. And um, so calling her Mother Earth is just, yeah, that makes me feel like I, I, don't, I don't need the mother I was born to. Mm-hmm. I've got other ways to find, find what I'm really looking for, you know, find someone, nur- not that she, the earth is someone, but, you know, something that nurtures me and and cares cares for me yeah. and protects you protects me yeah. yeah if you're just tuning in i'm talking to doll maker and peace activist joy uh joy first i almost forgot your last name joy <laughs> <laughs> um we are talking about the dolls that she has made throughout um many years of her life and that will be showcased at the goodman center next thursday september 7th If you have any questions, feel free to give us a call at 608-256-2001. We've got Jay in the studio and Mary Jo out ready to take your calls. Um, So one thing I, 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 we're talking a lot about about sewing, but you also have some beading work on, um, did you bead this little satchel that um, Mother Gaia has? Yeah, I did. Yeah. What, um... Have you increased your like just your textural skills as well or your textile skills as well as you have been doing this project? Well, I um, I did a lot more beading a number of years ago. I don't do a lot now. Mm -hmm. It's it's they're so tiny. It's hard (laughs) as I'm getting older. I'm 69 now. It's not easy on your eyes to to do that kind of beading. But um, yeah, I've done I've done quite a bit of beading in the past, made a number of uh, really nice pieces and um yeah I, I like that bee bag on her because it does have the leaves hanging down it does have the bird mm-hmm. which all you know is part of Gaia Mother Earth yeah um so speaking of bird of beading you do have um, a smaller doll here that is almost entirely beaded I don't see really anything on yeah, her she, that's not beaded yeah she is a, this doll is entirely beaded this um this is the, I call her the moon goddess, and she's maybe six inches tall. Um, I started with a, uh, a piece of really nice soft chamois, like you oh, would just yeah. buy at the car store uh-huh. to clean, to wipe your car off. And I, I cut the shape of her, which is a very simple shape with just kind of a rounded head and arms coming out and then just a, um, I don't know how you would describe this, for her body is just... Um, you know, she's got wide hips, wide hips it, yeah. and then comes together. There's the legs are not separated here. But so I started um so I cut out two shapes out of the chamois with this and um I just started beating her face and, and then as I went I I would sew it together and stuff it and um so I just beat it and stuffed and sewed as I went along and she's all made by hand. She's got um a spiral over um kind of over her womb space mm-hmm. here um which spirals are um i i think are a spiritual healing kind of thing and um you know i i she's got her breasts with the with the beads on them that i added and and she's got little stars and 
in the back of her hair, she's got a little moon. I've got um, her hair. She's mostly blues and purples and whites, but her hair uh, is gold, and there's little um, kind of tendrils coming out of that. Um, her face is, um, I don't know what you call that, um, but it's her face is um, just a... Um, kind of a larger bead that that you can just really um look into um oh i think it's some kind of shell almost I, oh yeah like ir- it's almost iridescent mm-hmm. in the in the color yeah yeah um, and you yeah and so you just she doesn't have the facial features mm-hmm. but um yeah and and i just um to me she's she really um you know just holding in your her in your hands and she just she just feels really powerful, mm-hmm. really healing to me. Where, um, do you remember where you were when you started working on her? She looks like she took a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, she, well, so I was, I had just started, uh, was accepted at the Union Institute for the PhD program in women's studies. Oh, yeah. And um I was just kind of waiting to really get into the work of it. And I I actually, I went up, we had a cabin about an hour north of Madison, and I went up there all by myself one weekend, and I just sat and worked on her as I was waiting to start my PhD program. Mm. So she, um, she's like literally during a transformative time, right? She's really oh, like yeah, yeah. in that liminal space is where she's from. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was um that was about 2000 and I was really yeah, um 9 years after my memory and I was you know, I'd been doing a lot of work and just yeah, she was in in a good time. Yeah. Was your so um we've alluded to your your work a lot and, and talked about your work um healing was were you were you like working with someone? Were you? Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I've I've worked with um, I've worked long term with three different therapists during this since 1991, for um, you know ten to fifteen years yeah. uh, a piece. It's it's um, it's a lot of work. It's yeah. it's it it takes a lot. You really have to be committed. And but I just. You know, where I am now, I just, I'm sort of, when when I think about where I was in 1991, I'm, I'm just, I just couldn't have imagined that I could be feeling like I feel now. And yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, what you're talking about is, I think, I think anytime we talk about trauma or um, things that really like sit in our soul and, and deep in our, in our brains, um, they come up right in different times in your life, right? You might think in 91 when you did your first stall, like, okay, I remembered it. Like I'm good. (laughs) I'm healed or whatever, you know, but then it it might come up again. It might come up as you, Mm -hmm. um, as you move into your women's studies, right? It's like, okay, now I'm in a Mm -hmm. PhD program where this is definitely going to come up and I'm going to be thinking about this in different ways Mm -hmm. um, and having to have new, ways to process that also. Yeah. And um well for my for my dissertation I did a study on on um women who had been sexually abused and how they became activists working mm-hmm. a, on the issue of violence against women and um it was a qualitative study and so yeah I, I this was all very much part of my PhD in women's studies and you know it's it's a whole different experience than um a lot of the sort of the heart, what they call might call the hard sciences. Yeah. There's a whole methodology of research methods in women's studies that that accept, you know, the the way the way I like to do things, you know, more intuitively, and where I'm not objective and re- totally removed from the process. I'm part of the process, and and you know, a lot of things like that. That was really. Um, made this also a very personal experience doing my PhD program. Yeah, absolutely. I, I can 
I mean, I wasn't there, but I can imagine that it, that it was. Um, if you're just tuning in, I am talking to Joy first about the dolls that she has made over the years and that will be showcased at the Goodman Center next Thursday. Um, Joy has used these dolls in the doll making process to work through um, childhood sexual assault and um, is using the show as well as her voice um, to bring awareness to this issue and the um, process of healing, the lifelong process of healing. Um, Joy, is there another doll we should talk about next? Um, maybe we'll, um, yeah, let's um, talk about this one. Um, so this is a, a older woman with a very wrinkled face and, um, a th- you know, her waist is thicker. She's sitting cross-legged. Um, she's got long gray hair. She's got um, a heavy, a, a lot of beads around her neck that cover her breasts. She's got a um, blue skirt that um, that flares out, and then she's she's got a drum that um, that she's a drum and a stick in her hand. And um, when I started making this doll, she was called the woman I'm afraid to become. Mm-hmm. Because I was kind of feeling like, oh, I'm getting old. I was in my 60s, and and I was feeling kind of scared of that. And um, we actually we were in a um, in a store in Kentucky with with um, crafts of crafts from the people in that area. And there was an older doll, and I saw it, and I kind of started crying. My husband said, "Well, do you want to just buy that?" I said, "No, I want to make my own." Yeah. And so. Um, so I did, and she was the woman I'm afraid to become. Well, this, I think she really um, shows the transformative power of making dolls because in the process of making her, I'm like, she's not the woman I'm afraid to become. She's the woman I'm becoming. Mm-hmm. And so she just totally changed for me, you know, my idea of getting older. And she's kind of a wild woman, and she's got her <laughs> painted finger fingernails and um like yeah no no shirt she's just got this really heavy heavy necklace covering her breast she's got um a beaded spiral on her on her stomach Mm -hmm. in her womb space again and um this really fancy beaded belt around her waist and she's just kind of this wild free spirit and and um yeah she's she's she looks like she couldn't care about other people's opinions, right? She's just yeah. She's who she is. She's who she she is. Yeah, she's found herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I think that she's a she's a great woman to become. You know. Yeah, yeah. You were just talking about this experience in Kentucky at a at a craft store and having a visceral visceral reaction to dolls have dolls like always been we didn't really talk about this earlier but I, it's such a simple question have you always been drawn to dolls since you were young I think so yeah yeah I um I think there's a lot of um <laughs> I don't know I see some kind of spiritual quality I guess in mm. dolls yeah yeah um even so, so like even dolls that you haven't made you you can still like feel you feel connected to them yeah 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 huh. um i love that i love that if you're just tuning in i'm talking to joy first about doll making and healing through trauma we've got about 20 minutes left so if anyone wants to get their call in now's the time to do it at 608-256-2001 um joy we were talking a little bit about um, how in your dissertation you learned a lot about how women who have been impacted um, by sexual abuse have then gone on, gone on to um, be activists in the space of uh, anti-violence. And you yourself have a, a past with um, anti-violence work. I, <laughs> when I was you know prepping for the show, I saw a 2010 article about you getting arrested um, for your peace activism um how how does this show and and um bringing your story and that sort of peace activism work how do where do those merge or are they 
intertwined. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I think the two are are very very connected, and um, I think that um, you know for. I, I didn't go into peace activism till I was in my 50s, which mm. a lot of people who do what I do have been had been doing it since their 20s. But I really had couldn't do it until I got to a certain point in my healing. Yeah. And I was able to do that. And um, and then I start, I got really involved as a and um, did a lot of nonviolent civil resistance and have been arrested Maybe about forty times. Wow! <laughs> from twenty from two thousand three till now, and um, and so I really got into it. But what what really drew me into the peace activism is um, is is thoughts of the children who yeah. were being hurt, and um, I kind of like to tell this story about you know when you're a mom you just you think about um, your own children. You focus mm-hmm. on your own children, but then as a grandmother, I think you can um, kind of more widely, you, you know, you can reach your arms more widely, embrace the children of the world, and just think of all the children in the world, not just your own. And that's what I—that's what I think about with my anti-war work. You know, yeah. embracing the children of the world and trying to make the world a better place for them. But this is the child sexual abuse is another form of violence on another level. You've got the national level, the world international, international, maybe I should say, with wars. But on the um, on the more personal level, you know, childhood sexual abuse is also violence against children. And so I think that those two really come together and are connected in that way. And I I feel very committed to. Um, working against violence, standing up against violence, whatever form it takes, especially in protecting children. Yeah. I can see that also. I I have to imagine that that is healing um, to yourself as well. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Have you... Is this... So, so, you know, this this is very specific, um, you know, to you, but have you used doll making in... Um, in that sort of work elsewhere, like in, I guess maybe, is it, are any of the dolls that you've also made specifically um, tied to the children of the world that you were just talking about? Um, I do have one doll that yeah. I didn't bring with me. That's okay. Let's talk about it. Um, yeah. Um, and I call her world peace. Mm. And and she's, she's um, yeah, she's, she's holding a globe um, that I made out of clay and fired and um she's got peace signs and things sewn onto her outfit and yeah I, d- I did feel like i needed to do something to um commemorate that that kind of work that i've i do um my engineer jay says that we have a caller on the line caller you are live on a public affair hi my name's sophia hi sophia um, I'm one of Joy's granddaughters. <laughs> Hi, Sophia. Hi, Nana. Hi, Nana. <laughs> um, I just wanted, I've been listening the whole time, and I just wanted to call and um, say that not only is like she my role model because she's my grandmother, but especially since I've been getting older, um, her sharing like her story with her story with me. And her healing process has allowed me to also work like on my own personal trauma in different ways. And um, also like the special moments that we've that I shared with her specifically, because one time we were on the beach after my graduation and we had this really intense moment. And then one time when we were in the woods in Norway, like these very intense spiritual mo- um, moments that I feel like bring me like so much closer to her than I thought I was before and that like all of her healing work has been such a great inspiration for me thank you so much for calling oh I love you Sophia (laughs) I love you too and I remember one time when I was a kid she had me pose um oh yeah one of the dolls yeah oh um, we have you in studio (laughs) (laughs) um for the mother, the maiden, and the crone, mm-hmm. and I definitely relate to 
her as like this generational like process of wisdom not to call her old but like, <laughs> like to have her be like my elder and teach me things like that so thank yeah. you so much for calling Sophia oh bye Sophia yeah. Wow, you and I both have tears in our eyes. That was so nice. <laughs> um, I, I I would love, I think she gave us a beautiful transition to talk about these last three dolls. Yeah. Um, but before that, I, I think that what she's speaking to is the bigger picture, right? Is, is when you can heal yourself, you can do this work for... Yeah. The people who come behind you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's about, it's a story of of trauma, a story of pain, but it's also a story of hope and Mm -hmm. recovery. And that's what, I mean, that's the, that's the end of ending part of it. That's, I mean, that's what, that's what the result is, you know, and going through all that really made me who I am today gave me the strength I did to be able to work through all that and um, yeah it's it's a story of hope and recovery of beauty and strength I would like to say yeah and also just the ability that when you do that healing work for yourself right you're able to have those really deep and candid moments with your grandkids now mm-hmm. you know i think that's that's huge right that's huge for them and that's yeah um that's huge and also as she was saying for her to to see you model healing means that she can heal yeah 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 right right yeah yeah all right tell me about this doll that is modeled after her yeah um so i I really was glad that I I asked her to do that. We were visiting them in Florida, and I I asked her to to do this pose for me that I'm making mm-hmm. this doll. Um, these last three, it, it's it's um, the triple goddess, maiden, mother, and crone, and they mirror the the phases of the moon. Mm-hmm. And so um, the first one, the maiden, and Sophia was the maiden. She still <laughs> is, and. Um, she she stood for me like this and I took her picture but the thing I did get out of out of this doll this is a doll that um she's dressed in white and she's got a lot of lace and yeah, beads. For, also for the listener um pose like this is sort of arms and legs going the same direction as if she's making like a, a backwards the, scene the waxing yeah the waxing moon the waxing so she's her body is shaped like the mm-hmm. waxing moon she's and she's the maiden the waxing moon and um and she's got long blonde hair and i i sort of imagined her legs straight down and then her arms over mm-hmm. like this over you know like the sea but when sophia posed for me she was she had her legs over and then her hip came out and so i could see i mean this is this is way more like um a waxing moon than if her legs would be straight like this yeah it's that flexible spine of youth. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so, um, yeah. And then, she, you know, she's got beads and flowers in her hair. And she's, um, like, she's dancing. She's got her silver slippers. And um, she's just, yeah, she's got the youth, the energy, and that kind of thing. And um, and then next comes the mother moon. Mm-hmm. The, mother, the mother. And she's, you know, that's... She represents the full moon, and so she's sitting cross-legged, and um, her her breasts are visible. She's got a, a sparkly shawl over her shoulders. She's got a big full skirt with um, with kind of a lacy, sparkly overlay on it, and um, a very. I think she's got a kind of a serene look on her face she's got a big pregnant belly showing the roundness of the mother Mm -hmm. moon the full moon and um around her hair she's got the top of her head she's got kind of the crown of beads and um yeah I just um she represents the mother you know that's um that we that we all need (laughs) Um, Do, uh, before we move on to the the crone, um, were these 
did you make them in age order? Like, did you? No, actually, I did not. Yeah, I made the crone first. Oh, interesting. And then I made the maiden, and then I made the mother. Mm. Do you, can you read into that at all? Was there something going on specific that you? Um. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um. I was really interested in trying to make the crone and with the, you know, how I, uh, like technically how I would get that, that working mm-hmm. and, um, and I was excited about the maiden. I, yeah, I don't know. And actually with the, with the, um, yeah, the mother moon, I was, I had my hair hand on the rail of the stairway. I was going to just walk up the stairs to start working on the mother moon when my daughter called and said that she was um, in the hospital. She was pregnant yeah. and she had a she had a baby very early at um, was less than two pounds. Oh wow! And um, so that put her off for another six months or so <laughs> yeah and that was um yeah to have this we're ready to work on this pregnant one and then that, have that happen was kind of eerie almost <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 all right let's move on to the crone tell me about the crone and so the crone is um she, she's got her um her back she's got a very hunched back so that she looks like the shape of the waning mm-hmm. the waning moon and um, she's got a, a just kind of a shift dress with a sparkly overlay, and then she's got this big silver cape on her. She's got a walk walking stick that she needs to walk with, and then she's carrying a um, what you call this? Like a lantern? Oh, it's 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 the the um, oh. Oh, the sand with the sand with the timer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. it's a. Uh... <laughs> It's it's the timer. Th- it's the yeah. time thing, though. A with sand this... clock, Jay. What what hourglass? Thank you, Jay. Hourglass. This <laughs> hourglass. Yeah, yeah. And so it actually has sand in it that goes up, and you know that goes. But I mean, just because you know, with thinking about the passage of time for this, um, this woman representing the passage of time, she's got a really really wrinkled face. It's just totally. Yeah. Just, um, she makes the the woman you're becoming look. Young, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And a much, nose. much more, much more wrinkles in her face, and her her mouth is just like like she probably doesn't have any teeth. Her <laughs> mouth is all sunk in, super and puckered. So, um, and so she's the crone, and she's the the um the waning moon, and so this is like um, yeah, these are you know like all different parts of me, and even. You know, even as uh, as I'm at the age of the crone, I still have this part of the maiden once in a while, mm-hmm. you know, getting out dancing and having fun and the nurturing mother or grandmother. Um, so all of us just have all of these parts all the time. But these um, this represents the moon, which is very healing for me, and the triple goddess, the maiden, mother, crone. I just, I love these three pieces. Yeah, and um, all of them are going to be at the Goodman Center next week. Can you tell me a little bit about the show that's happening and, and what that's going to look like? Yeah, so um, so I'm doing this show at the Goodman Community Center. I've got about 14 dolls, and I've got two tapestries I made, and all of them will be displayed there. And um, there's going to be a um, – it's in the um, the bigger building, the, the – um, the original building that they had now they've got another one across the street but this is in the original and um from six to eight on september 7th it'll be an open house and we've got cookies and lemonade and um and we'll actually have an advocate from the rape crisis center there and and we'll give you that number again before we sign off um and so my dolls will be on display with cards explaining what's you know what the meaning of them is and um it'll be a kind of an open house kind of thing but at seven o'clock i'll be doing a presentation yeah and and we'll be able to hear a little bit more of your story that we touched on today mm-hmm. yeah um 
do people need to register or is it just open no house? it's it's yeah. free it's open to the public so just just come if you can yeah. yeah if you heard this program and you're like i gotta see what mother maiden looks or the um mother gaia looks like you should go to the goodman center and <laughs> check it out uh, hard to describe on audio i think yeah um, could you give the number for the Rape Crisis Center in case this um, brought something up and someone just wants to to talk? Yeah, if you yeah if you feel like you need to talk to someone, um, they're great there. They they are so helpful. And the number is six zero eight two five one seven two seven three. That's six zero eight two five one seven two seven three. And you can find the number online. You just Google the Rape yeah. Crisis. Crisis Center and um, yeah, and make, we'll uh, make sure that that's posted in the web version as well if you um, need it that way. And we'll also make sure that any information about the show that's happening next Thursday on September seventh from six to eight is also linked there. Um, Joy, as we are wrapping up this hour, is there anything that we didn't quite touch on that you want to make sure um, we have you have a chance to say before we go? Um, I am also going to be doing some doll making classes. Oh, right. We didn't even talk about where, that. <laughs> yeah. And so if you want to make your own healing doll, and I mean, there's so many kinds of trauma. It's not just childhood sexual abuse. And there's so many levels of techniques you can use. You don't have to know anything to come to these classes. You don't have to be an accomplished sewer or anything. Anybody can come. And... Um, there's there's a fee for it, fifty dollars to one hundred and twenty five sliding scale, and um, it's I'm going to do my first one October nineteenth, and if people starting October nineteenth, and then the two following Saturdays, if anybody's interested, they could um, email me at joyfirst j o y f i r s t five the number five at gmail dot com. And you can make your, your own healing dial. I think it's a great process for working through trauma. Yeah, I'll make sure I um, also list your email on the uh, web post so people can connect you to you um, that way. Um, Joy, I want to thank you so much for being here and sharing your story and sharing your dolls. It's been really lovely to get to meet you and to talk to you for this hour. Thank you. It's been fun to be here. Um, you are listening to A Public Affair on WORT 89.9 FM, Madison. I have been your host for the hour, Jade Isiri Ramos. Carousel Baird will be back next week, I think. I'm pretty sure she's back next week. Oh, she's definitely back next week. Um, <laughs> big shout out to our team today, Jay, who was in the uh, combo A, running the board, answering the phones, doing it all. Um, I hope you have an easy shift this this Wednesday, Jay, and it's not like last Wednesday. Big shout out to Mary Jo, who was also answering the phone and running reception for us. Up next is Letters and Politics. Disregard the mainstream, media distorted. We come and listen and supported. Live and direct, we come and never pre recorded. With information that would never be reported. Disregard the mainstream.